0: Him, observing him, heavy camera still in her hand. She had not experienced death since she lost her mother at the age of six, but she had been carefully sheltered from that loss. This one was hers to face alone. Old Michael arrived at the door of the study breathless, and still agitated. What now, Miss Laurel? What now we do? I, I must summon the heart morse. Laurel said with a plaintive formality, her eyes still fastened on the lifeless form in the familiar chair. Thus the Hartmore family re-entered Laurel McBride's life for the first time in the fifteen years since her mother's death. The Flint Hills! How could anyone live here and hang on to their sanity? said Cassandra Hartmore, Laurel's maiden aunt. "'So bleak and eerie,' commented Alice Hardmore, Laurel's aunt by marriage. "'There's there's nothing for the eye to catch on to,' said Margaret Hardmore, Laurel's grandmother, as she fanned herself vigorously. "'Laurel called the scenery mystical,' offered Alice. "'Mystical? And what on earth did she mean by that?' asked Margaret. who knows? She says such odd things,' Cassandra complained in a tired voice. "'That is an understatement, my dear,' said Margaret. "'Fools,' thought Laurel from behind closed eyes. She barely knew her travelling companions in the hot, crowded carriage well enough to fully distinguish the speakers by their voices, though all were her female relations by either blood or marriage.' They presumed that she slept, and nearly she did, but for the swaying and bouncing of the airless compartment that carried them south across the Kansas prairie. The grinding complaint of the wooden wheels against the rocky suggestion of a road played in rhythmic harmony with the ceaseless prairie wind outside. The dusty, uncomfortable stagecoach carried Laurel and the Hartmore family south from the McBride ranch called Windrift. To Chisholm, a small town just outside of Wichita. I suppose Laura was happy at Windrift simply because she had nothing else to compare it with, Cassandra Hartmore remarked. I tried to take her away from there fifteen years ago, said Margaret Hartmore. When Sarah died, asked Alice. Andrew wouldn't hear of it. The fool, Margaret grumbled. A man. Trying to raise up a little girl out here in the middle of nowhere. The idea! It was absurd. And what did he do for a living? Alice persisted. Oh, he practiced law before he married Sarah, answered Margaret. Well, how could he maintain a practice out of this kind of isolation? queried Alice. Didn't he ride the circuit as a judge for a while? asked Cassandra of her mother. "'Yes, but not after Sarah's death,' replied Margaret. "'He did not seem to be interested in much of anything after that. "'He just kept on living in that big old house. "'To this day I cannot imagine what Sarah saw in him, "'a man older than her own father.' "'Laurel inwardly burned with this criticism of her father.' She longed to defend him, yet was too embarrassed to let the women know that she secretly eavesdropped on their conversation. "'How did Sarah meet Andrew?' Alice pursued. Laurel did not know whether to be flattered or irritated by her aunt Alice's interest in her family history. "'He came to Chisholm when it was just a sprout of a town, helped Gregory set up the Hartmoor Bank, and he saw to all the legal details.' "'Laurel must have been awfully devoted to her father. "'Keeping house for him all these years,' murmured Alice. Oh, "'He spoiled her quite thoroughly,' Margaret pronounced with finality. "'All of that is going to change, I'm afraid.' "'It's a shame he had to die on her birthday,' said Cassandra. "'The statement rankled Laurel even more. "'Her aunt Cassandra made it sound like her father had picked the day on purpose.' It was not his fault that he suffered a fatal heart attack on her 21st birthday.